0: The presentation will begin shortly. What's up, Ian? Hello, hello. How's it going, Wiley? Hey, not too bad. What do What are you up to?
1: Uh, just. Working and and working, Um enjoying the hot, hot summer here in Nashville, which is super rainy. What are you up to?
0: Oh my God, it's so hot here. Uh, yeah, working and then doing more work and then working some more.
1: How did we find time for this if we're working so much?
0: I know, right? I really just dick around all day and this is probably the only productive thing <laughs> I've done all week, but...
1: I see. <laughs> uh... Yeah, what's uh what's been going on? Last show was uh we talked about WWDC.
0: That's right, yeah. And
1: um, uh, the alternate WWDC just happened, I believe. Oh yeah. I mean the oh, anti oh, oh. WWDC? I don't know. <laughs> you mean Google Io? Yeah, yeah Googlio.
0: Googlio. Um yeah, did you did you see anything about that? Like can we, were you paying attention or you were like Screw Android.
1: Uh, no, it wasn't like screw Android. I was busy, and I just saw a bunch of snide tweets about length of length of it and bad demos and whatnot. But yeah. I really, I know very little. I saw a couple headlines on in gadget, but
0: I tried to. So I missed it like the day I was doing work. But um, I tried to watch it online. They had a YouTube link, and uh, the first. I want to say 20 minutes of the YouTube video was a slide that says like the presentation will begin shortly. Um, and I finally managed to fast forward to like actual footage and it was some giant Rube Goldberg machine, like counting down the seconds till the end. And then that went off for like five minutes and then I got bored and I stopped watching. So, but (laughs) I did read a lot about it. Um, apparently it went for like three hours, which is what happened last year too. Um, which is crazy. Like I can't imagine sitting and watching that for three hours. Um, yeah, that is a long time.
1: No, the stuff I'd seen was that it was pretty unfocused and uh, just way too long. Like they were doing some code demo two hours in or something. So, huh. but uh, and that's the kind of the fine line though is they they want to talk to developers, but it's also a press event. So, yeah, yeah. I mean
0: it's interesting, like, how you can handle that. I don't know, like, Apple this year, I feel like with WWDC treated it more like a developer event than they ever have. Like, I feel like before it was always kind of, here's a lot of show, and then, oh, yeah, we have 2,000 new APIs in iOS, whatever. Um, but this year it felt like it was more about the developers, um, which is nice. Like, I don't know. But you saw some of the press was like, yeah. Like, WWDC, we didn't get any new hardware. Like, you know, iOS 8 looks like iOS 7, whatever. Yeah. They didn't seem that excited about it.
1: Right, because they had nothing to write about. They, right. Like, I mean, re- general readers don't want to hear about the implementation details of Handoff. Like, right. Like, they want a device <laughs> that does Handoff. Yeah.
0: So. so... I mean, I guess they announced some exciting stuff, but I felt like theirs wasn't very, like, press-facing. And, and Google's, like... And from what I've read, I mean, they they focused on mainly developer stuff as well. Like they, and I, I'm glad they kind of took a different approach this year. So they usually announce like a new version of Android and it's like available today. Like you can download it and do whatever. Um, uh, this year they announced Android 5.0. So it's codenamed L right now. Um, L, I don't know if they'll end up using like another, you know, sweet, uh, food product gotcha. <laughs> for the name or, or what. But, um, yeah, right now it's nicknamed L and, um, they're actually waiting to release it. So they're they're kind of doing what Apple does where they have this developer preview, you know, you can hmm. go download it, but things aren't set in stone and you can't ship apps with it until it actually releases for customers. So um and it's interesting to see them like take a page from Apple's playbook there. Um, yeah.
1: Well, the whole Google place is a Google play services. uh uh-huh. So, I mean, that's a total page out of Apple's playbook. Essentially they're owning the platform now versus the whole open is better thing. Cause if you want to ship a Android phone with Gmail on it, you got to take the whole kit and caboodle, right? Right.
0: Yeah. And actually their Google play services 5.0, I think they said is rolling out pretty soon, like in, in the next week. Um, yeah, it's a weird, like, split. I don't think most people realize that Android has, like, kind of two components. And we've talked about it on the show before. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, you know, you've got your main, like, OS. But then there's this whole giant piece that just plugs in called Google Play Services that handles everything from maps to payments. Uh, I think this latest release, they put in something where they can um, update, like, SSL logic on the fly if they need to. <laughs> Whoa, in case there's a big
1: bug or something? Yeah. Um, or they need to insert one for... Yeah um security anti-reasons
0: right (laughs) so i don't know it's it's interesting like i i feel like more and more they're trying to take control of android which is great because the fragmentation and the way that carriers fuck it up is just sad yeah um
1: well what will tim cook do if he doesn't have the delight to say that that android has like a 12% 12% install rate for the <laughs> right? operating system.
0: That's so funny. And it's, it's interesting to see. I mean, I guess you can really tell what Google think is Google thinks is really important because that's what they put in their Google play services. And it's all the stuff that makes them money or, you mm. know, things like that. But when it comes to other things, they're just like, yeah, we'll ship this with a version of Android. You may or may not get it on your phone. Um, but yeah, did you see, uh, the new design? So they've, They've kinda of got a new design for Android five.
1: No, what's what's the aesthetic?
0: So they're calling it uh oh boy. Sorry, now I just blanked on the name. Something about material.
1: So Apple goes like no material and they go material?
0: Well, it's not exactly that. I think it's called material design. Sorry, I can't find the link right now. But um yeah, they basically took have you used uh Google now? No. Okay, so Google Now has, like, these cards, uh, basically. And, you know, there's a card for what the weather is today. And there's a card for what your favorite sports team, you know, got in their game last night and all this stuff. Um, but it's very centered around this metaphor of, like, there are these physical cards, like, you, you know, index cards that you can kind of interact with and play around with. So they've they kind of taken that and expanded it to uh, the new version of Android, which is great. So it's it's flat you know, flatter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still has some depth to it in terms of like moving around these like flat 2d like objects. So, you know, they can still like increase their Z index and hover above other things. And there's a shadow and all that stuff. Um, but it looks really nice. Um, it's part of their goal to, you know, make their design language across all their products more, uh, consistent. So, and we should see this like in, you know, Google's homepage and all that stuff. Um, but really? it looks pretty slick i mean i I've never been a huge fan of android's design like <laughs> but this actually looks really good um
1: yeah, i I pulled up some images on it it does look pr- really good and um yeah- mater- material design is material their, design their title whatever for that it, means. which is yeah a strange general name
0: but right um it looks cool though i mean i I like the whole card based metaphor metaphor I've been a huge fan of that like I thought Google now felt so natural and um you know, iOS doesn't really have that kind of card metaphor, I don't guess. But they, you know, it's it's been introduced slightly with iOS 7, with things getting flatter, I guess. Um, and Google seems to have kind of done the same thing where they flattened their UI quite a bit. Um, hmm. I guess it's all the rage.
1: Yeah, these colors are very... Um, uh vibrant vibrant yeah they're very pascal that my buddy pascal yeah. Salva, who works at ellipath like mm-hmm. everything he designs uses these crazy colors it always looks so modern and this looks like stuff he would do like two years ago where they're finally like, catching up to <laughs> his crazy stuff uh the the card metaphor is also on uh glass right like it's all cards yes. mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah so, it's- so it
1: seems like it scales pretty well
0: yeah, I think so, and I mean they seem to have a broader focus with this version of Android. So, did you see they're kind of relaunching their Google TV initiative?
1: What in the hell's going on with that? Yeah. Like,
0: dis- so this time, like their Google TVs are going to run Android L. And I like how you just say this Android time. It's going to be Android devices. Yeah. <laughs> like this year. Well, yeah, I mean, but instead, and and Google's not getting into manufacturing these, but like they're going to have a version of Google L that works on Google TVs, and it actually looks pretty decent. Hmm. Um, but it has a lot of the same things that you're used to on a Google device, or sorry, on an Android device, because it runs Android. Like, you can download apps from the Google Play Store and use them on your TV. Um, so it's kind of interesting. They're, It seems like they're trying to consolidate their entire ecosystem so that everything uses Android, you know, whether it's a television or their new wearables, it's um, you know, or your phone. Yeah. So they're all going to kind of take advantage of this new UI, which is, I don't know, exciting.
1: Yeah, and Google is pretty famous for uh, really disparate teams doing things. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like there's maybe some guidance from above now where it's not just like, oh, yeah, go make some Gmail for us or go make this. It's like, hey, here's the design guidelines.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been following their kind of design. Because remember, like, when they first put out their their kind of latest iteration of uh, ios apps they look fucking badass i mean like the design's really good it's consistent across their apps like it doesn't feel like i'm in some weird crazy google land every time i open it um i think they've been working a lot you know i was reading um that they they are trying to like have more of an overarching theme with their design and they've had their designers like working with each other to come up with you know i guess a a style guide of sorts that kind of applies to everything. I think that's great. Like, yeah. it's, it's really interesting to see that
1: it's essential. And it, it makes, um, the previous iterations look so silly, especially the Android stuff. And I, I'm, uh, I'm happy that they're hopefully they're picking a brand. Cause they have like the Chrome brand. They have right. the Google brand. Mm-hmm. They have the Android brand. So I wonder where five years from now, will everything be just Google this? Like,
0: Yeah. I mean, that seems to be where they're trying to go with this. Um, so hopefully that works out. I know like the new, you know, this material design was also released as part of their, uh, polymer project, which I wasn't familiar with, but apparently it's a like theming framework for websites. So, um, you know, not only does Android L have this, but now you could build, you know, your website on, on Google web app engine or whatever. And, uh, and use the same kind of look and feel, the same kind of design components. So, nice. Um,
1: well, um, I I would love to use a Android product that I like. All, all of the ones <laughs> that I've owned so far, have gotten like a couple days of use and then set yeah. a drawer or I let my son just smash them to bits eventually so
0: <laughs> that's what i do with all my android devices i like go put them on the railroad tracks and it's just <laughs> like bam.
1: No, I, li- I have like an android tablet that just it's just there to play angry Birds star wars for my kid <laughs> and he's dropped it a hundred times and it's actually pretty durable but yeah it's there's such i don't know like uh i'm i'm rooting for them i'm always rooting for them but it's yeah. always so terrible so i'm i'm looking forward to when it seemed like apple was really really smart with uh, like energy conservation and processing mm-hmm. conservation, where Android was pretty yeah. oblivious to that stuff. So I
0: mean, so so this year Android's like, yeah, we we're releasing this thing called like Project Volta, which should get you an extra like 60 to 90 minutes of battery life. I think they said, okay, well, that's not really that much when my phone dies in four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their only other kind of improvement to battery life stuff uh, is that they have a new settings pane that lets you track each app and how much power it's using um, so they, whereas Apple like restricts developers and says like no you can't run GPS in the background continuously and you can't like do these long running processes in the background Android seems to put the onus on their users so developers can do whatever they want to mm-hmm. and users need to figure out like oh is this app using up all my battery well maybe I shouldn't use it um,
1: right which is like mind blowing to me that that's a like, oh, yeah, my mom should decide which apps use right. GPS. Yeah. Like, no.
0: That's, it's it's silly. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot to be said for the openness of Android and you mm-hmm. know, the ability to try these new things. I mean, but um, it's kind of annoying that they put that on the end user. Because, yeah, every Android phone I've had, its battery life barely lasts a day. Yeah, um, but- And my iPhone's two years old, and it'll go for two days if I needed to. Um
1: Totally. Well, and speaking from a developer's perspective, sometimes sometimes I'll code things and I'm like, this is not an efficient way to do this, but it works and it's not laggy and it's sure. fine. Like that probably happens a lot on Android where it's like, oh yeah, we'll just leave this process going whenever the phone boots up.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and it's, doesn't, doesn't I mean, there's it. a big difference there versus like someone's like opened your app and is actively using it versus you wrote this inefficient algorithm that's picking a server every 15 minutes and, you know, crunching way more data than it needs to, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's, that's a big deal. And I, I know iOS has background app refresh, but they don't give that control to users. Right. Yeah. And Um, they
1: have a very opaque thing where they're like, Oh yeah, and we can kill this anytime. And also we can revoke it from you anytime. So be be (laughs) stringent with your usage.
0: Yeah. So be
1: careful with your usage.
0: I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said about Google's openness but I I kind of appreciate Apple handling that stuff for me and i I consider myself a power user but I don't want to go in and figure out oh this app's using too much battery let me like try to figure out how to keep it from doing that like I'd rather the developers tackle the technical problem and have the OS handle all the power saving
1: yeah it's the appliance model like you want to mm-hmm. turn your blender on and not worry that you've cranked it up too high like, right. Uh, do you did you have an iOS device back when you could not uh, play audio in a background app? Yeah, that was crazy. Like that I would, was, you would drive and be like, "All right, I got to leave this app open <laughs> so that I can now stream Pandora." <laughs> and if I switch to whatever maps, then it's going to stop.
0: Right. Um, so. I, and I, one thing Google did announce with Android L is uh, API to kind of tell how much battery life you should be consuming. So they do have a new thing that'll um, that's supposed to help you, you know, if you, um, I think they called it a job scheduler, but say you've got some really expensive process, maybe you wait until the user plugs their phone in and then you run that. Um, Google's had some great, like, uh, sample code out there for a long time that does this really, like, intelligently. Like, you know, they had a uh, uh, some app that used location and, like, they were really smart about... Tuning how often they got GPS updates based on, like, how much battery life you had, like, how fast you were traveling, like, if your phone was plugged in, all this stuff. Um, but it was an ass load of code, mm. you know, and, like, you're not going to modify that and stick it in your app. So I'm glad that they wrapped that up into an API. Hopefully that'll make things better, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. Are, are you uh, developing for Tizen yet?
0: Tizen? No, Tizen? I'm not. <laughs> what the hell is Tizen? Let me, <laughs> Sorry, weird... let me speak my ignorance here. Weird
1: joke, but... Um... So Samsung has a its own operating system called Tizen that their oh, right. wearables are on. But I thought it was interesting that Google's like all about the wearables with this I.O. Mm-hmm. And even Samsung's on board now with like the Google uh, wearable stuff. Right. But they also have this other thing in development where they're trying to basically have, you know, control their whole environment.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, if anyone has the money to do it, it's Samsung. But... Based on their past UIs, like <laughs> I got to kind of think that, you know, the new Android Wear stuff is, is more the way to go than, you know, touch whiz on my wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> touch whiz. On
1: my wrist. I, I'm not going to touch the whiz on
0: your wrist. <laughs> Come on. It's so shiny, yeah. man. They So, uh, <laughs> but the new, the new Android Wear devices look really cool. Just two um,
1: grown men talking about P. No big deal.
0: Um. But yeah, did you say the new watches that they're putting out? I, th-
1: I thought they were included in the Google Wear stuff. I yeah. I, um, but yeah, they but they have been touting this. I thought they updated their the ones that are existing mm-hmm. on the market with this Tizen thing. I think it's called Tizen. But huh. um, what's your? Would you buy, a like I saw I think the Motorola watch, the little round one The
0: Motorola watch is the one that I would buy
1: Okay, because that's the cool looking one. Oh, it looks badass, right? Yeah. Like
0: it looks like a normal Watch, like, but it has all this Extra capability, it looks really cool Um, yeah I would buy that, my only Like, complaint is that I have a Fucking tiny wrist <laughs> yeah. The watches look weird on me, and these watches Are massive, you know? Yeah That's like, I don't know It's huge, it's like a silver dollar pancake on your wrist like
1: (laughs) so look at those delicate little little guys right
0: i keep them in good shape coding all day um (laughs) yeah so that's my only concern like i kind of wish they put out i don't know a lady model that's unisex that i could wear (laughs) it's
1: coming don't worry yeah the phones will get bigger the watches will get smaller right uh yeah like hold your hold your wrist up right now and look at it So you glance at a watch, correct? Mm -hmm. Like, now hold your wrist up and actually think about doing it. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just such a strange...
0: Uh, I don't know. I've seen some interesting, like, applications. Um, Someone was mentioning, like, uh, cooking and, like, trying to read a recipe while you're cooking or or time Hmm. something. And, and, you know, I could see that being pretty useful. I always hate having my whole tablet there and, like, God, I, you know... Using my iPad in the kitchen always scares me. I see. <laughs> There's soy sauce on the screen. Oh my god! Um, well, the
1: uh, I'm a huge fan of of Siri at this point in my life, so I mm-hmm. use it for timers all the time.
0: She's great for that. I use yeah. it for
1: I'll say like read my messages to me in the car, stuff like that. So That's pretty that nice. on a watch would actually be fine if I could if I could trigger it either vocally or just tapping it and saying hey, you know, read me my messages and mm-hmm. it audibly did then that would be fine but
0: yeah and i i think like google's gonna have stuff like that um i don't know it'll be interesting to see how this shakes down i mean i'm happy to see that like that moto 360 or whatever watch like looks stylish it looks like something people could wear you know i've been reading a lot about like kind of the backlash of google glass and how Mm -hmm. everyone's pissed off about the privacy implications and all that um i like that 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 360 device is kind of unintrusive. It's not in your face. It's like, that could be a normal watch. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I'm running to my gate at the airport, it's got my info on it. Like that's pretty nice, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, Or you can read a text pretty casually or uh, the, the health tracking stuff is interesting to me just because I've said it before on the show, but I, I really think that we're, in a bad place right now with the fast food industry i was mm-hmm. a fast food addict as of two months ago yeah and i've stopped eating it and i feel a million times better so hopefully <laughs> like just i just really want people to be more conscious of how like how their body's doing you know
0: so. yeah i mean i could see a ton of applications for this apparently they didn't let people look at the back of i think it's a samsung watch but someone sneaked a peek and saw it was perforated and now they're thinking it has like a heart rate sensor but um huh. how awesome would it be to have an app that you know, is constantly monitoring your heart rate and every time you get a notification it's like checking. So you could tell like, oh man, client XYZ like really gets my heart rate going. Like <laughs> maybe this isn't a good relationship.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. I saw there was some story about I think it was uh it was either Fitbit or Fuel Band. It's like two years ago. Some lady figured out her man was cheating on her because he showed up this spike in activity at like 3 a.m. sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, he was going out and about and yeah. walking and taking steps and, like, going to wherever to meet up with his his alternate person. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> this funny. stuff will be kind of... Like, it's good to have it under lock and key, right. the information. like Yeah. So
0: And Apple, you know, with their health book, seems to be putting that front and center, which is good. Like, they're really walling things off, like... Every app doesn't have access to every other app's info. So um but yeah, giving this stuff away, I mean that's it's a lot of personal info.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we're already getting tracked by our phones like wherever we go all the time. So maybe it's not that much more. But
1: yeah. did you see the whole uh sorry to change subject but the MAC address change in iOS 8?
0: Yes. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So um, when it
1: searches for Wi Fi networks, it won't give out your basically Unique ID. So if you walk into a Kroger, they know that, oh, yeah, you were here two weeks ago. Right. And you went to the tuna fish section and the pasta section. And then you're here every two weeks. And now they're going to use that information. But there's whole companies based on Mac address sniffing. Yeah. And they're probably doing pants shitting right now.
0: Well, I hope so. I mean, it's a it's a problem that I guess I knew could exist. But I didn't realize that that many companies were taking advantage of that. Yeah, they um, just
1: put in the dummy Wi-Fi
0: networks yeah. and... Which makes total sense, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's so crazy. <laughs> uh, we're always leaking information without realizing it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: How how would porn look on a on a wearable?
0: So I guess it had to be formatted to be round, like you could only view like <laughs> things that are circles. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, which
1: is, which is fine actually.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting. You know, they had that policy with Google Glass saying that you can't like.
1: Put, pornog- put porn
0: on it. So would they do the same thing with a watch? I, I don't know. I I feel like if you buy the device, you can do whatever you want to with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'll be able to sideload stuff, right? It's Android.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah.
1: um I mean, not that you... I mean, I don't know. It's more of a joke. But yeah, the, the whole... Well, yeah. Apple's I mean, getting more and more lenient, too, with mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like the... What's it called? The HBO Go app has their kind of soft core stuff in it. Sure. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, if you're an adult, I feel like you should be able to do whatever you want to with your device. And if you're a kid, too. I mean, you paid for it. Like, And if I, you're a kid. <laughs> I hate this, like, the company still controls your device after you buy it. Like, what? why should yeah. they get to do that? Like, I, I just paid for the hardware. It's mine.
1: No, it, it is a hard uh, proposition in my head, the whole... Because I love the web. I grew up on the web, and it was this open thing where, like, oh, I've got this stupid idea, and I can publish it right now. Right. And now, as... I don't do Android, but as an Apple developer, it's like, I've got this cool idea and then maybe they'll be on board with it and maybe they'll publish it for me. Like, um, I'm sure when they've won the war, it'll just be like, Oh yeah, just upload your app and here you go. Actually, maybe it won't, but yeah, we're people think of the app store, I think as almost like the new internet, but it's really not. It's a gatekeeper. Oh yeah. Like, I think, is it true that the licensing licensing terms are Apple owns your app and you just are like, the recipient of payments, like of,
0: you're like the recipient of royalties, basically. Yeah, from what I understand. Yeah, so yeah, when you put that up there, it's Apple's app, and they're
1: you're just they're being it.
0: nice enough to give you 70% royalties. Um, that is
1: really sweet of them. I mean, which they can change at any time.
0: Oh, gosh, so let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's already hard enough to make money on the app store.
1: <laughs> Amen. Um But yeah, the so so Google I.O. was long. They announced a wearable operating system. Have you looked at any of the APIs or anything for the wearables?
0: I haven't. Um I don't know. It's it's interesting to see this paradigm shift though. I mean, I think people are having to think more about and Android developers have had to do this for a while, but iOS developers get into this now too of like, how do I adapt a UI for a screen that could be anywhere from, you know, an inch by an inch to like a giant, you know, HDTV. Like how do I how do yeah. I adjust things and how know? do
1: I smartly display some things and not others right. when yeah. it enlarges and yeah, that's and that's the whole thing with like you saw the new simulator and in mm-hmm. the new Xcode you can make a screen one pixel by 500 pixels and now you're it's on you to display something there
0: yeah it's uh it's going to be an interesting shift i've i've been talking to some of my clients designers about like how you know how we need to start thinking about ios development more like responsive web development you know it's Mm. not just we have a skinny tall screen and we have like a squarish rectangle screen like no pretty soon who knows what we're going to have um so it's important to start thinking about all that stuff, and um, I don't know. I'm I, I haven't used the new Xcode a whole ton. Have you?
1: No, I haven't. I've just uh, watched a bunch of the
0: sessions. Sure. I tried to open a couple of projects in it, and I had I got all sorts of build errors, and like then I finally got it building. I was trying to debug a view hierarchy uh, bug the other day, and like couldn't get their you know exploding like simulator view thing to work. So. Hmm. um I don't know. I guess I'm going to wait. That's the thing. I I'm a sucker for tools, and I always get really excited, like, oh yeah, new Xcode. But it's always kind of sad that it's like, well, you got to wait, like until it's like ready. Because I'm not building apps like just to dick around. Like these are things that clients want to get out the door in the next week or so. You know. Yeah.
1: Totally. Um, uh, did uh, Did you see the uh, what's it called CarPlay stuff? I, yeah. it's not CarPlay. It's Android um, Car.
0: Yeah, I can't remember the name. I I just put CarPlay in the car because yeah, CarDroid. <laughs> hey, it looks it looks very similar. Um, they've said like the the same systems that run uh, you know iOS CarPlay are going to work with Android stuff. So hmm. um, it's an interesting shift. I I don't know if I saw this coming. Where like uh, they working the together. smartphone would be the smarts. You know, I I guess I always thought like. Um, You know, there would be more processing power, but this is a really interesting thing where these devices are now starting to kind of broadcast their screen and a tiny interaction layer to just these dumb devices, right? The screen in your car. Yeah.
1: Um, just majorly thin client stuff. I mean, which is awesome. It's such a great
0: idea. I, I kind of always thought that they would go for more of a money grab and say like, okay, now you need an Android phone and you need like an expensive computer in your car to Mm. do all this stuff. Um, but no, it looks it looks awesome. Like I, I wish I had that in my car. It looks it looks pretty sweet.
1: Um, no, it is. Uh, I'm gonna mod mine whenever, whenever it works. I've got a terrible old screen in my car, but it'll be awesome when you can touch it. And if you think about it, it's for audio manufacturers, that's great for them or car stereo manufacturers. Because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we put the touch layer in. We accept Bluetooth audio and regular audio or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not hard to do. And then they can say, yeah, we're CarPlay compatible or um, droid player, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a win win. And like you sell your car to somebody and they've got an old phone and mm-hmm. it's like oh, yeah, we plug it in and here it is. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it looks it looks really cool. I mean, a, a good point I saw someone making is like now you're no longer you know beholden to your car manufacturer to update the software. Like if some you know if uh, Pandora happened to launch after you bought your car, you may be screwed if mm-hmm. you can't update your car's computer. But now you know. Android's just going to push whatever, or iOS is going to push whatever app up there. So um, it looks it looks really exciting. I don't know. I, I think that sort of thing is really interesting. So now we truly do have, you know, not just like a computer in our pocket, but almost like a mainframe server, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, controlling all these things around us. And
1: it can be applied to almost anything. I mean, think about a thin client, um, not Nest, but a thermostat or something. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like you could... Show vitals based on I don't know you could you could project it onto anything. So the, the whole infinite screen size thing is really interesting to me because you have like hopefully in the future you have the ability to make these little devices that you can just plug into any app and be like oh yeah I'm going to control my blender right now with this right. thing and I can display it I can do all this stuff so without some big embedded system
0: yeah yeah I, it's really exciting I like I said I I always thought that they would go for more of a money grab so. It's interesting to see this model kind of surface. Um, yeah. I mean, they have cool to, to see the where the it goes. game.
1: Like if uh, I still marvel at how early we early we are in all this stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> just, I mean, we are, what are we? We're essentially like the first the Lisa or something computer where it's like, Oh my God, it's color. And Mm -hmm. you can actually draw on it with a mouse. Like (laughs) that's where we are stuff that you look at and go, wow, how did anyone get anything done on these little POS computers? That's our phones right now.
0: Yeah. So it's funny that like they're becoming very quickly, you know, computers. Like we've seen the iPad kind of take over some people's, you know, PC uh, duties, you know, some people are like, I'd rather have an iPad or a, you know, whatever, instead of getting a full on like netbook or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, um, yeah. Interesting times. Interesting times. (laughs) Um, the one other thing I wanted to mention about Google IO, and then I promise I'll shut up about Android because finally, I'm sure all you guys hate Android out there. (laughs) Um, but did you see their, uh, kind of, cardboard virtual reality thing that they did i did not so this was crazy they so they gave everyone you know they come to these conferences you pay thousands of dollars to go and they usually give you some free hardware so this year you got like a you know a wearable watch um and you also got this like kit that's basically cardboard and a couple lenses and a washer um and you can assemble it apparently it's like 10 minutes to assemble you can drop your android device in there And all of a sudden, you've got a VR like headset um, that has a resolution that's like as good as like the original Oculus Rift or better, depending on what kind of phone you have. Um, So, does that make any sense? So, wait,
1: it's two lenses and you just drop your phone in. Yeah, you drop your phone in. So, it uses half the phone for each eye.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I think it uses the phone's like accelerometer to kind of, you Ah. know, you can move your head and navigate. And then this was really cool. They've got this. magnet and washer like on the side you know like a metal washer on the side of a of the cardboard thing and to to tap you flick that washer and it disrupts the compass's magnetic field enough for the device to know oh you want to tap something
1: weird yeah did they is it specific devices or
0: no it's it's like every android device you can drop in there and it goes um wow
1: yeah facebook's like shit
0: yeah i know right (laughs) it's it's pretty cool like and it's a such a cheap solution um i saw even like you know the dodo guys from dodo case uh are already manufacturing one like they're already getting into this and saying here like you can buy a kit for 20 30 bucks i forget what it is um and do this yourself um
1: so stuff like that makes me think that that it's not too crazy to have a 2K or 4K display on a phone because that's where the resolution really matters. If you're Mm -hmm. magnifying it into each eye, then it's like okay, cool. We've got true like each. If you have a 1080P display in each eye, that's crazy.
0: So that that was a neat thing. I mean, it's a little gimmicky, but like pretty pretty sweet. Not not like a bad gimmick. Mm -hmm. Like and a one that was actually like, huh, that's really cool. You just took like twelve dollars worth of materials and my ridiculously expensive subsidized smartphone and turned it into a virtual reality headset. Like that's such a interesting new feature to get just out of nowhere.
1: Really, um, really smart. Yeah. So
0: and Google's not all bad, but it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing here. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I think that Google and Facebook are both in an interesting position where, and maybe I'm totally wrong, but they have all this money from either raising money or selling ads. Right. And now they're, kind of trying to make the future with it like they're trying to stay relevant like ad revenues going down yeah. down down and social interactions going down so they're both kind of like all right let's let's try to survive and let's do this car stuff and do sure. this crazy vr stuff and
0: i mean i guess you have to right you don't want to be the next myspace or yeah uh, yeah i don't no, even it, remember what search engine i used before google Dogpile or yahoo you know like Alta Vista. yeah um yeah, some really cool stuff. Um, great. Well, I'm done. I'm done talking about Android.
1: I'm not. Let's so <laughs> Jelly Bean is my favorite oh flavor my god, of Android. Oh my god, so good. So just one last Android thing. Do you have any predictions about what Android L will be called after it's actually officially named?
0: I I've been trying to think of like lime. I think it's going to be called lemon. Lemon, it's just like <laughs> hmm.
1: which is a funny name for any product. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I mean, I. I've seen people speculate that it's going to be called Android Life because it's, like, for every screen. It's, like, the one operating system for your life. I don't know. I mean, what's in a name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any good speculation on that. I hope that they get away from the, like, sweets thing because I always thought it was kind of silly. Gotcha.
1: Android Splenda is really good, though. Yeah. I mean, so good.
0: They need to be going out... To remote areas of California and finding out They're what not. those places are called. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Android Los Angeles, maybe that's what's coming.
1: Andrat, yeah. No, they should choose a like a totally opposite state, like uh Tonopah, Nevada will be their next build. <laughs> so yeah, the uh we'd we'd both I'm now doing apps for clients right now.
0: Fun fun. Um
1: Wiley's been killing it in his client life for a year now how long's it been
0: that's a fun way to put it um killing something it's been it's been uh crazy since january so what is that like six months seven yeah. months yeah um yeah yeah so i guess we were talking earlier about like how it's such a different world to be developing stuff for clients than it is developing for yourself right um i don't know and, and we've both been going through some stuff here like my my biggest thing recently is um setting expectations for clients. I've kind of let myself get buried in work. And then I don't, I, you know, I'm letting, I'm letting myself kind of not do what I know I need to do, which is estimate everything, like know exactly how long it's going to take or or have a good idea. And then set my schedule based on that. Um, I'm getting more into a mode where clients dictate my schedule and that's not sustainable. And it's not, it's just not what I want to do. So,
1: yeah. So instead of, instead of you going back and saying, I think it'll take this long, actually, you're just saying, yeah, I can do that. And you're kind of putting yourself out.
0: uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, like my clients are saying, we, we want to release this day and here's the scope. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, I can either do it or I can't. And I'm, I'm that guy that's always like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can get that done. Um, so it's been a lot of nights and weekends recently. Um,
1: and, and there's something in the moment where you, um, I'm that way too. Like I'm a, Kind of a people pleaser As I get older I'm not But where you just go Yeah we can do that Because you You know It's like right.
0: they, Well like they have Every bit of confidence in you Like why wouldn't you Have that in yourself Yeah but then you realize Like oh shit They're only 24 hours in a day Like Yeah It's only so much I can get done um, No
1: and I I used to have the issue Where I would Tell them too late And we talked about this Before the yeah. show too So it's like You know That you're not gonna Hit that deadline and you're gonna deliver something to them that they thought was less of what they thought they were gonna get, and so yeah, so I've tried to be really conscious of that, and with my current project, where it's like hey i I'm basically at a bad day or I got tripped up on this, sure, and so yeah, it's but it's it's such a relief, it's a lot easier to do it early because and that's what they want too, they don't want to be surprised, right. yeah, so and I hate the guilt of like. When you, when you know that you either haven't put in enough time or you just aren't where you're supposed to be. So, right.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you, you brought up such a good point. Like I, I've got to stick to that. Like I, I've got to start telling people ahead of time. It's for me, it's always, I think like I can totally avoid the disappointment because hell, I'll just work like 10 hours the next three days and like, then it'll look like I didn't have a bad day. Um, but that doesn't always work out, and yeah. it sucks to be, like, last minute saying, like, uh, yeah, like, you know, it's going to be a couple more days on your project. Like, I, I haven't had anything egregious. Like, I haven't had, I haven't, like, missed a deadline or anything like that, but it still doesn't feel very good to yeah. to tell someone, like, I, I think we can get it done by this day, and then to have to go back and say, actually, it's going to be a couple more days.
1: Well, no, and you put yourself out, too. Like, you, uh, you're trading, things that probably make it nice to work which is relaxing and social life to right. just work. So if you're working like a dog 2 weeks in a row like no, you know, that's not fun for anyone even in in your own life. So Right.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know. My my solution for this for now is I was finally able to hire someone. So hopefully, you know, I'll bring them in and get them up to speed and then I'll be a bit more um careful about how much I take on in the future
1: boss man over here. I know. Right. So you have a employee.
0: Yeah. Um, he starts, uh, July 17th. Um, really excited. We had a ton of like excellent applicants. I was, I was really impressed with the level of people who applied. Um, but yeah, I found this guy out of Florida. He's, um, he's kind of a newer developer. He's super eager. He's a very bright guy. Um, so I'm really looking forward to working with him and, and kind of, uh, you know, expanding Lunar Link Lincoln a little bit here. Um, and it's going to be so nice once he gets up to speed to be able to react quicker to, for our clients and things like that. I mean, I work with a lot of startups who need, you know, they're they're constantly in this balancing act of, you know, I need to go out and get more money, but I need more features like so that I can go get more money. And it's just, Cash 22 of like well no one wants to invest unless i have x y and z implemented in the app but i need their money to implement x y and z sure. so um things are with some of these startups the cycle times are really short and really fast um and i can handle that if i don't have you know 12 clients who want that at the same time um so it'll be nice to have another person on board so that i can kind of react to those situations a little bit better um
1: I just need that you got a a young person who's eager. Like you get to set the tone for p- perhaps her career. Like
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I hope you know I I'm fairly confident that this guy is going to work out really well and that he's going to be a you know absolute beast in his career. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I got a similar chance when I got my start at Matoba. I mean, I. I didn't know shit about mobile dev. Well, I knew how to develop for Android, but I didn't know any iOS, like whatever. And they kind of just threw me in the deep end and I was developing stuff and like, it worked out really well. Um, but you had to be the right level of like hungry and, and all that stuff, um, to, to really, you know, step up your game and kind of pick up all that stuff and go with it. But, um, yeah,
1: well, it's a huge opportunity for him. Like you've got, sounds like you've got lots of work to do and, and like you're working on cool stuff. So, well, congrats. Um, in case you're wondering Wiley's wearing a three piece suit now and he has a chauffeur waiting for him in the driveway. <laughs> this so. is what bosses have to do. Yeah. Like, I mean he yeah. brought his company car today.
0: It's so weird, like to to think about myself as a boss because it doesn't I mean like you're I like want the this anti-boss. person, yeah, to like, you know, do good work and, and care about the company, but I don't want to be the guy cracking the whip over there, you know. Um and I wanna maintain a, a very flat organization where we're not like you know, this guy's afraid to speak up about some change in the process that make both of our lives easier because it's my precious process or something like that. Um Yeah. So it'll be an interesting balancing act of, you know, I I also have to work with this guy eight hours a day for however long we end up working together. You know, that's that's a lot of time. So it's uh gonna be a weird balance between like, yeah, we're friends versus like, yeah. I need you to get this done like yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Or like,
1: and I'm sure there's going to be things that come up like that we just talked about with clients where it's like, yeah, you know, people need to communicate, including a boss employee. So if the employee's behind, he needs to tell you so that everyone, you know, like, there's just a, a, I don't know. It's really neat to see Lunar Lincoln go from like, hey, there's Wiley. And now it's like Wiley and his guy. And a year from now, it'll be. Like, they'll be having offices in the stables by (laughs) Pinewood Social, and then they'll take over the Batman building. Bam. And then they move to Korea and take on Samsung.
0: It's going to be interesting. I mean, this, this hire was kind of born out of me not saying no to enough clients and not knowing, like, how how often those clients would come back from our work, which I, I can't really complain about. Like, it's awesome to have the business. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I I don't want to grow to more than like five or six people. I don't think I'd, I'd love to keep my company to a size where I know everyone on my team. Um, I mean, first I have to, you know, make money and, and pay this guy for a reasonable amount of time before I'm ready to to go off and take on more responsibility like this. But yeah, it's really exciting. I I think he's going to be a great addition. Um, and I'm looking forward to kind of having that additional capacity to, to really, you know, uh, put the pedal to the metal for my clients when I need to.
1: Do you have any advice for, uh, people since you just got done being on the other side of the interviewing process, do you have any advice for people who are looking for a job or what that, what they could do to better help them in that interview process?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I had kind of, I had fairly specific requirements for this job. Um, and it didn't boil down to how much like mobile experience you have. It boiled down to like. You know, are you a smart person that can pick up new technologies? Because who knows? Like two years from now, it may be that all my clients want like Tizen. Yeah, Tizen app, right? And like someone's gonna have to pick that up and learn it. Um, so I wasn't necessarily looking for just mobile experience, but the guys who impressed me the most, um, you know, showed that they had you know a certain level of tenacity. If I'm using that word right in their career, I mean they they work hard, they enjoy what they do. Um, I'd like to see in guys that, you know, computers were kind of a theme in their life. Um, But yeah, things that, things that helps like um, people who do stuff outside of work like that, that was a big thing. Like watching, um, you know, seeing candidates who were like, oh yeah, I built a couple apps in my spare time. Like here it is. Like I'm certainly not a seasoned iOS dev, but you know, at least I've like tried. I, I think that shows a ton. Like
1: they're, they're truly thinking about it when they
0: don't have to. Yeah. Exactly, Um, and it shows that they're passionate about stuff. You know, i i I want I want to only work guys like forty hours a week because I really believe in this work life balance. But at the same time, I want someone who's passionate about what they do and who's interested and who you know maybe in their spare time is reading tech blogs and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, listening to excellent podcasts like this one. So good. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, it it really boiled down to like you know, another important thing here was, were you a good personality fit for, for me? Cause I'm going to be spending a lot of time with mm-hmm. this person. So I put more weight on that than I normally would if I was hiring someone at a larger company. Um,
1: yeah. Cause you're, I mean, you're hiring, like you're going to spend more time with this person than your family or your right. spouse or whatever. Yeah,
0: So that's, that's a big deal. Um, and yeah, I, I had Jennifer come in on the process too. Cause you know, it's, it's important that, you know i got that other perspective but also you know she's like i'm going to be the one hearing the stories about this person like whenever you come home from work they better not be someone that, that you're going to bitch about all the time so um no i i i'm really excited to be working with this guy i'm i'm really sad that i had to turn down a bunch of client uh, candidates you know mm-hmm. there were there were several that that were definitely hireable um but i could only pick one so <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's and you what use I had to do. stack overflow yeah yeah um yeah, I, you know, I'm on Stack Overflow shit, a couple hours a day, probably, you know, finding answers to things and, and you always see the jobs over them, the right. And starting a couple of years ago, I really started paying attention to that just to see what the tech scene in Nashville was like and who was hiring and who's doing what. Um, yeah, I got great candidates from that. Um, so yeah, I was surprised. We had probably 20 people sending the resumes, so that's right, yeah, um a lot of hunger out there for this, um you know, like i said some some of the candidates weren't the best fit for me at this point because i while I wanted to give a chance to people like trying to move over to mobile development from other careers that weren't like computer science related, I thought for this first hire, it would be good to have someone that uh we kind of have a common vocabulary, you know they're classically trained to be a a computer engineer, mm-hmm. um, that type of thing, um sure. But later, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to get a chance to someone who's just like, oh, I'm in a, I'm an engineer, or I'm a, you know, whatever, and I'm wanting to get into iOS dev. Uh, that'd be fun. But for now, I'm so busy. It's like I need someone who can come in, hit the ground running, get up to speed pretty quickly, gotcha. uh, and get with it.
1: What's your um... Uh, and you don't have to address this if you don't want to, but do you, are you going to be obligated to tell the client, like, hey, this is our new team member, or is it all going to just be Lunar Lincoln
0: Black Yeah, Fox? I mean, it's an interesting balance. So from the beginning, I set up the contracts so that it was like anyone who works for Lunar Lincoln is is part of this, in case I need to bring in Jennifer Owen Design or whatever, or mm-hmm. a subcontractor or something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, smart. So it's... Um, It's interesting. I mean, I've been prepping my clients. I've been telling them, you know, because they're they're wanting more and more out of me. And I'm like, I can only give you X number of hours a week. I'm only one person. Um, So I think they're excited to kind of see my capacity open up. And um, I mean, my my goal is for them not to be able to even tell a difference. Like if I wrote something or if this new guy wrote something, um, you know, I'm not going to be billing him out at his however long it takes them to do stuff until he gets up to speed. Um, so I don't think they're going to feel like they're getting dicked over or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting like balance of like, Hey, this is good news. And it's not like I'm, you know, just shoving your project off on some like noob, like I'm going to train them. I'm going to be there. Like Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be the main guy on your account. Um, so I don't know. They've all been very supportive. Yeah.
1: They should see it as an opportunity to get more stuff done sooner. Exactly. And, And that's
0: exactly what it is. Um, and luckily, they're all seeing it that way. Versus like, oh, we hired you, not not this other guy. Um, I mean, Lunar Lincoln is is Lunar Lincoln. It's not me. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a team of people now. Yeah. It's always been Jennifer's there with me. You know, doing website design and all the stuff that that help us look professional. Um, so. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's going to be an issue. I was worried about it at first, but everyone's been really nice about it. So
1: very cool. Well, it's uh, it's it's fun to see. Uh, it'll be really really nice to do this podcast from your giant office soon, <laughs> in recliners.
0: Oh yeah, someday. <laughs>
1: Except you'll you'll be like, yeah, I can't do it this week. Do it with uh, my new hire. And I'll be like, hi,
0: how are you? Oh man. Um,
1: uh yeah, that's that is cool Uh, yeah congratulations so much
0: more about that coming soon for all you people out there who are thinking you want to hire at some point
1: (laughs) yeah no you're gonna i mean it's a i'm sure it's gonna be a crazy journey so yeah did um did you have a gripe about um one of our friends on the internet
0: Oh, I did. I don't know. I mean, Google <laughs> I.O. comes around, and I just, like, I hate seeing the whole Apple fanboy mentality. And many of you guys know who I'm talking about, Mr. Mister Gruber over there. Um, just posting stuff that's, like, okay, yeah, like, I guess you're right. Like, like snide, yeah, like, like overly like, snide? Or yeah, overly... like the whole, like you know someone made a prediction 3 years ago that like uh you know developers would be doing android first eventually and uh some guy wrote like an update to his post and he's like well i guess that hasn't happened yet when the data shows like yeah most like startups do ios first and then they do android and he's just all over people's shit about that. And I'm just like, Well, like you make asinine predictions all the time. Like no one comes back to you and says, like, oh Gruber was totally wrong about this. Like, right, right. Who cares? Like, I don't know what his vendetta against Android is. Like Yeah. Everyone's making progress. We should be happy. Like these companies are competing for our attention for you know, and they're they're putting an effort to make things better. Like, why shit all over that? I, I just don't get it.
1: No, totally. And I think it's a fine line for because he's, he's essentially a personality, a commentator, a curator, mm-hmm. and where does he draw the line at, like, oh, yeah, this thing I'm saying is just kind of immature and snide versus, like, hey, this is an actual perspective that I should bring up his- historically. Because I read Daring Fireball, and I really like it. Yeah. But there, there are, like, two-week periods, it seems like, where it's, like, every little comment is just so undercutting and snide and, like, not helpful. It's, like, why would you even post this? Like right. you, you literally just... Like, I wasted my time reading it because it's either something known or it's just the same old stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's we shouldn't complain about free content brought to us by ads by the deck. But uh, I, I definitely hear you, like...
0: Uh, well, it's just... I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you got facts to back it up, that's awesome. But who's telling the other side of the story? Like, he's just... It always mm. seems so one-sided. And it's just like, uh, I get tired of that.
1: Well, and as a and he, and he's a a thought leader i don't know what the term is he's a he's recognized as right. like as a voice of that and as somebody who enjoys apple i don't want to be necessarily like seen as that you know so. right
0: yeah i mean I, I mean apple today like but if someone puts out a better product like i'm going with the better product yeah. um i'm not going to stick to my dogmatic like you know i have to like be iOS forever, and iOS is the only thing that there is. I mean, and these, these two platforms, I mean, this whole the whole, like, stupid platform war in general just bugs me. You know, everyone, you know, we saw both companies this year. We saw Apple poke fun at Android, you mm-hmm. know, saying that the, you know, Android's finally captured up to this stuff. Um, and we saw the same thing from Google this year, where they poked fun at iOS and said, oh, yeah, well, we had, you know, we had customizable lock screen or keyboards, like, five years ago. What's the big deal? Sure. Um, and they're just different approaches. And I think it's a waste of energy to sit there and, like, say, well, we did it first or whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Perhaps
1: it's a guess. Or it is a guess, but perhaps this is, like, a continuation of... Because when Android came out, it was they were kind of doing low-blow swings at Apple all the yeah. time. Like, so maybe this is just his idea that, oh, yeah, it's continued. This is the little sniping war we have. So...
0: Yeah, just it seems counterproductive though. I mean, I even saw Life Hacker this week, like put up like, "Are you a iPhone or Android like person?" Like a flame war thing. I think they have this like thing. So, and people in the comments just say such dumb stuff. Just like, do you really care about that?
1: Use use what makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, well, when when we're gigantically uh, famous for our tech writing. We can right. we can be cognizant, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I mean, maybe part of this is I'm just a little bit jealous of Gruber, but um, <laughs> no,
1: Gruber's great. He's a sweetie, but
0: yeah, I mean, I I, I love his content. Like, shit, I'm plugging him right now. So yeah, we're yeah. actually,
1: we're trying to start a a war. It's kind of like Biggie Tupac. <laughs> yeah. They both got huge.
0: <laughs> Let's just not like get shot. I just no, I'm I don't just... want that. Um, sweet man. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to rant too much on that guy. Um, no, no.
1: It's but it's good. Like it. I, I'm sure he. Like I. I don't know what it's like to be in his shoes because if I was, he's famous on Twitter. Like imagine mm-hmm. the, just the garbage at replies he gets. Like, oh, I bet. Yeah. Like, and maybe he's seeing stuff from the other side too that he like kind of has this ongoing little. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. It. It. Uh, I definitely go through periods where i just can't even consume tech media for like a week at a time because yeah. i'm just so like this isn't news this is garbage like why are you even talking about this but also if he has advertisers they have advertisers they need right. to continue to put out content so yeah anyway Correct. yeah i was um we're going to talk about it next next show but i'm going to talk about the iphone camera and some cloud kit stuff because i'm really excited about that but i think this is a pretty good show
0: yeah yeah um great man yeah way to to cut it short you asshole
1: I know right (laughs) alright I'll Um, I'll get out of your house no no you can you can stay (laughs) I just wanted to hang out yeah Um,
0: Um, no I think I think that's a pretty good show Um, yeah yeah. hopefully our listeners think so too
1: (laughs) they love it they will love this episode Um, cool Well, where where can we find you online Uh, Wiley
0: sure I am uh, at microchip 128 on twitter nice Uh, what about yourself Ian Broils
1: and uh nsville podcast on twitter nsville.com for the show i believe yeah and yeah uh, send us feedback or whatever you want we'll um we'll take it with with pleasure
0: <laughs> yeah um thanks for listening everyone hopefully we'll be back in the next week or two with another uh update
1: awesome thanks wiley
0: yeah thank you